Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Plus Model Radio, the number one podcast for plus-size women. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis, coming to you live from Los Angeles. Today is Monday, April 5th, 2010. And if you haven't already, make sure you check out the April edition of Plus Model Magazine, which is the music issue with the fabulous Joanne Borgella on the cover. And this month's issue has a ton of great interviews with some of your favorite curvy artist and shout out to Shante Gordon who was the guest editor this month well done and if you are in New York check out curvy girls weekend April 16th to the 18th to raise money for MS the weekend includes a party Friday night hosted by the Glamazons and comedian and plus model radio correspondent Erica Watson and then Saturday is the curvy shopping with Redress NYC, and the MS Walk Sunday with Team Plus Model Magazine. So for more information on to donate to MS or to participate, visit plusmodelmag.com. And if you are in Los Angeles, join me along with plus-size stylist Rhea Norman and makeup artist Marlena G for Curvy Network, a plus-size shopping event Saturday, April 24th from 7 to 10 p.m. This is a free event, and to find out more information and to register, visit ShaniceLewisProductions.com. Not ShaniceLewis.com, but the business website, theproductions.com. And you can also get information about all of this that I mentioned on this show's website at PlusModelRadio.com in the news section. And as always, I've got a fantastic show for you this evening. Coming up later on the show are Christina Mendez and Peggy Howe, but up first is Christine Show. Christine Show is the owner and designer of BNLU Plus Size Clothing. BNLU is a clothing line that specializes in sizes 14 and up. They want to provide a new and fresh look for women of larger sizes, Unlike the usual sizes offered from 1X to 3X, the majority of their sizes go up to a 5X. Their main concept is unique boutique styles in extended sizes. Recent recent shows the line has appeared on include the Tyra Banks Show, Fox 9 AM in Minneapolis, and TLC's 10 Years Younger. Star Power Plus Size Divas, who own B&Lou clothing designs include Nikki Blonsky of Hairspray, Octavia Spencer of Seven Pounds, as well as Casey Strauss from Celebrity Fit Club and Oscar nominee Gabourey Sidibe of Precious. So let's welcome Christine to the show. 
Denise. How are you tonight? Hi, I'm wonderful. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you very much for having me on your show. Well, thanks for being here. Now, tell us, how did you get your start in the fashion industry? Because you're not really in a fashion capital like New York. So <laughs> not how quite. did this come about? <laughs> I'm in Minneapolis. Um, how it all started was about, oh, 11 years ago, um, the inspiration was a daughter of one of my best friends. And she was around 13 at the time, and she was a larger teenage girl. And every time we'd go shopping, she'd just be in tears because she couldn't find anything that was appropriate for her age or her body shape. And so it gave me the idea to start a plus-size clothing line um, that would cater towards plus-size teens. And so I got that line up and running in 2000. And as soon as that line came out, I got so many calls from women in their 20s, 30s, and 40s that just really desired the younger style. So well, my, before you before you launched this line, you were already designing clothing. No, I wasn't. Okay, I was not designing clothing. This was a new business idea of mine about eleven years ago. Okay, and then so, it just took off. Yep, it just took off, and I just really have had great luck and great success, and many loyal customers to contribute to that. So, um, besides your friend, are you a plus size woman yourself, or did you just see? the um the opportunity in the market. Well, I am. I'm kind of in that gray area. Um, I'm between like women size 12 and 14, so I can wear the 1X in my clothing line. Okay. And so I also I have my own struggles and my own um, hard time finding styles that I like, but I can wear all of my clothing that I design. Good. So you know how to uh, fit a woman's curves because you can fit them yeah. on yourself. <laughs> I fit them on myself, and I have uh, two other fit models that I use. Okay. Now, where uh-huh. does the name B and Lou come from? B and Lou was um, an idea. It's childhood nicknames of me and my sister. I have a younger sister, and so B was a shortened version of a nickname that my mom had for me as a child, and then Lou was a shortened version of my sister, Lucy. So you and your sister are in business together? We aren't. I am the sole um, owner and founder of the company. Okay. You just thought Mm -hmm. that was just a catchy name in the family. Just a catchy, cute name. Uh Uh-huh. Which it is. Now... You were also recently on the Tyra Banks show. Tell us about your experience on that show and meeting Tyra. Oh, my gosh, that was super cool. First of all, they treat all of their guests like royalty, and Mm. so they just flew me out, put me up in a wonderful hotel, had limousines for me, and I got there, and it was just such an experience because she tapes a lot of shows in one day, so I got to meet a lot of different people. Mm. Um, Meeting her was wonderful. I was part of her bio campaign beauty from the inside out and so I was there as a plus size clothing resource Um, she wanted to focus on small businesses and so it was a great opportunity for me to go on the show and tell a little bit about my line and how to um, find my styles but she was just a really great person and she was just super real and just it was like sitting next to the girl next door so did you get the chit chat with her um, off camera or not just... too much because she was taping three shows that day, so it was just like go 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 go. Right. But it was just it was a great experience for me to be on TV like that. I really enjoyed it. And um, was was some of the clothing modeled on the show? 
It wasn't. Um, I was featured with another woman that had a shoe size or like a shoe line up to a woman size 16. Oh, um, okay. So we just got to sit and talk about our companies for a few minutes. Well, that was great. That was good yeah. exposure. It was awesome. We got lots of business from it, lots of new customers, and um, just a really nice thing to add um, to our resume for the clothing line. Now, for those listening that aren't familiar with your clothing line, tell Mm -hmm. us what types of clothing um, is included in your collection. Okay. Well, um, I consider our clothing to be more casual. I do a lot of dresses, tops, denim, skirts, shrugs, um, things that you can wear out at night or to different events, um, some pieces that can be worn in the office. But what I try to do is I try to design things that are really unique and trendy that you're not going to find um, really anywhere else or in the normal chain stores or in the malls. Mm-hmm. And for summer, I'm trying to do very romantic, frilly, girly types of styles. Mm-hmm. Um, so just things that um, aren't so dowdy and frumpy and tenty, but more fitted to the body, things that show off the natural curves of women. Now, is would you say your clothing line is geared towards younger women, or my customer is mid twenties to mid forties? Oh, okay. So I've got women of all different ages, shapes, and sizes. I start at a fourteen and go up to a size thirty. Okay. And what is the price range of the clothing you carry? Well, I try to keep the with the economy the way it is. I've tried to keep my price point very moderate. Mm-hmm. So I have items starting at $20, and my most expensive item is $59. Okay, so that's really... So it's a really moderate price range. I just I don't want to break anyone's pocketbook. I want people to be able to order more than one or two pieces. Um, and I'm trying to keep my styles really fresh. So when you visit my website, you're going to see new things almost every week. Now, you mentioned with your sizes, you go up to a size 30. Now, I know a lot of a club plus size clothing line um, cut it off at a 24. Is that right. um, bring you extra business because it's even less choices the bigger you go? It does. Um, we have a really good customer base that purchases my, well, I call them my 4Xs and my 5Xs. Mm-hmm. My 4X is equivalent to a woman's size 26, 28, and my mm-hmm. 5X is equivalent to a woman's size 30. Okay. So, yep, we do have a a great following of customers that fall within that size range. Right, because they can't really walk into the store and have as many choices as the average plus size. That's true. Most most plus size designers and labels are only going up to a size 3X, which is depending upon, you know, the the designer could be anywhere from a 20 to a 24. Right, right. Exactly. what do you think makes your clothing line stand out from others? Well, what my customers tell me is that the pieces are very unique. Um, the 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 cuts and the fits that we're providing for our customers are celebrating their curves instead of hiding them. Um, I'm trying to use a lot of color for spring and summer, a lot of different prints, mm-hmm. just um, different things that you're not going to see anywhere else. And what my customers tell me is that they know if they buy from me at B&Lou, they're not going to see anyone else walking down the street with it. Right. And that's what I think keeps them coming back for more is that they know they have something unique and special that probably no one else is going to have. 
Right, because some of the other um, plus-size websites or stores, they don't really design their own clothing, and a lot of them get it from the same source. So you can see some of the same things over and over again. But you design all of yours, and it's all original pieces. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And would you say your cut is um, a junior plus, or is it just a regular woman's full cut? It's a regular, it's a true women's plus size cut. Okay, that's perfect. So I'm. we used to do a little bit of the junior plus in the past, but we're done with that. I want to have things very um, true to size, and I would rather have things run a little more generous than small. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Now, are you ever looking for models for your websites, or your? Or do you have any I local am. fashion shows? Well, we used to do a lot of photo shoots in the past, and when Mm -hmm. the economy took a turn, we had um, some budget constraints the past couple years. But Mm -hmm. actually, I'm going back to doing photo shoots, and I'm going to have one next month. And so I'm going to get all of my clothing back on models, and I'm always looking for fresh new faces. And what what type of model would you be looking for? I would love any ethnicity, and I would love to get someone that's, a 22, a 24, or a size 26. Okay. I'm looking and for models a little more on the upper end of the size range. Well, that's excellent. And would they have to be local um, in your market, or could they be in, like, L.A. Oh, or New York? Oh, not necessarily. If they're in L.A. or New York or any other part of the country, I'm totally, totally willing to work with that. Okay, and so if somebody's interested in modeling for you, how would they submit? Or are you going to have a model search, or they are you just can, taking um, submissions? They can go to my website, and they can email me personally. I've got a contact page at my website at bandlu.com, mm-hmm. um, and, and my email is really simple. It's just chris at bandlu.com. Now, do you have any local events? Like, what's the? Is there a plus size scene there in Minneapolis? I don't. Well, <laughs> there should be. <laughs> there really isn't. Well, besides For you, reason, it's just not happening here. But um, there are a lot of plus size women in Minnesota. Um, so we we're actually going to try and um, collaborate with a couple different organizations in the area and start doing some different shows. Or I'm going to immerse myself into like the standard size fashion show is here. Right. That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. So maybe also if anybody's local and want to team up with you on something, they should contact you through the website as well. Yeah, most definitely. I'm open to any types of ideas. Now, do you have anything else coming up that we can be on the lookout for? Well, my summer line is going to be launching here in about three weeks. Um, so keep an eye on that. I have also um, have a Facebook fan page and a Twitter page, okay. so sign up there, and anything that I have going on in this company is always posted on my Facebook page or on my Twitter. Do you have um, any sales coming up? I don't right now, but I'm kind of anticipating one here in the next couple of weeks. Okay. And, again, I'll post that on my Facebook page and on my home page. Okay. And, again, tell us your official website where we can see all the beautiful clothing. Okay. It's bandlu.com, and I'll spell that. It's B-A-N-D-L-U.com. 
Well, thank you so much for being on the show. You, you know are so welcome. <laughs> I emailed you back and forth over the years for a lot of things. I know. <laughs> and this is the first time we've uh, been it able is. to speak. <laughs> well, it was my pleasure to speak to you tonight, Shanice, and let's keep in touch. Yes, and continue success on your clothing line. And same to you with all of your business endeavors. Thank you. Thank you, Shanice. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. And so, again, that was B and Lou Clothing Line. And if you're not familiar with that line, you should go to their website and check it out at www.band. You have to spell out and, um, Lou, L-U, dot com. They have a lot of really cute things um, coming up on their website and already on their website. So um, while we're waiting for Christina to call in, we have a couple of people associated with Plus Model Magazine up for some awards or been nominated, I should should say. Um, The Full Figure Fashion Week is coming up, and Rhea Norman, who is the... Uh, West Coast Style Editor for Plus Model Magazine is up for a nomination, so uh, make sure you vote for her. Also, Plus Model Magazine is in the category for Best Plus Size Easy. Make sure you vote for Plus Model Magazine, um, as well as Mia Amber Davids, who is the um, editor-at-large for Plus Model Magazine. Make sure you vote for her. I think she's up for several categories, um, as well as the Plus Model Magazine blog is up in the nominations as well. So make sure you vote um, everyone in our camp because they deserve it. And, um, okay, we are a little ahead of schedule. So let me just see if I can get Christina to call. Here she goes, calling a little early. Uh, Christina Mendez has graced the pages of Glamour, All You, Latina Magazine, The Source Magazine, and many others. She's worked the runway for BET's Rip the Runway, Full Figure Fashion Week, Art of Curves, Macy's, and Lane Bryant's in-store fashion shows in NYC. And in June 2009, she became one of Essence.com's newest virtual models. Christina has also become one of the first real-sized Hispanic urban models to work as a featured model for brands such as Baby Fat, Apple Bottoms, Rockaware, Darion, and more. Besides appearing in various magazines and runway shows, Christina has been featured in national television segments including The Rachel Ray Show, Fox News, The Morning Show with Mike and Juliet, BET News, Lifetime's Matched in Manhattan with Matt Titus, New York local favorites, Good Day New York, CW11, and others. In 2009, Fox News named Miss Mendez one of the sexiest, most successful top plus-size models in the industry, and the Source Magazine's September-October 2009 issue has declared Miss Mendez one of the most influential Latinas. Christina Mendez is the mother of an artistic son and is a strong advocate for autism awareness and a spokesperson for Artism Speaks, a national organization 
which was founded by NBC's founder, Bob Wright. Let's welcome Christina to the show. Hi, how are you? Got a hey, long Christina. bio. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that means you just got a lot going on. That's good. I'm so sorry. You had to read that. Hi, how are you? Good. So growing up, were you always confident in your curves, or was that something you embraced later in life? Um, that was something I embraced later in life. Unfortunately, I was not happy with my curves. Um, I had a son, and uh, as you mentioned, he was diagnosed with autism when he was two, and that was really devastating for me. I took time off of work. Um, at that time, I was working for a major corporation as a project manager. I took time off of work, and I schooled him at home and basically, you know, fed him words and history. And, I mean, he was two, but I was like, I'm going to just still, still talk to him until, you know, I, I get some progress. So I pretty much let go of myself from my hair to what I ate to exercise. None of that was important to me. He was like my top priority. So um, at that time when he started speaking, which was at six, he actually said his first word and second word and sentence and so on. That's when I really started to look at myself like, wow, I've really, really, like, just gave up on myself. And that was that period of time with when he started speaking and going to school, that was really hard for me because it was kind of like reflection of all the things that I didn't do to myself in all those years. So mm-hmm. at that time, I was not happy with my curves at all so or anything else by that point. Did you embrace your curves as a result of learning about plus-size modeling, or was it already established before then? Um, it was actually modeling. It, that was it. Um, I was, again, went back to work and still not happy, and, you know, friends that knew me from back then knew that, you know, I wasn't the same old happy, cheerful Christina, and people would be like, oh, you should model your teeth. You have great teeth, you know, when they have no compliments and they just start pointing out weird things. Your ears are great proportioned and, you know, stuff like that. So uh-huh. uh, I said, you know what, let me just, let me just, you know, do something. I really had nothing to do from, you know, schooling him at home. That was my everything. So I was like, let me try something, went online, when. You know, I used to do um, fashion shows, and I did a little modeling when I was in high school. So that was always something I wanted to do, but, you know, I didn't really think, you know, at my age, having a kid, I thought that was really much a done deal. Well, how did you get your start in plus-size modeling? It it was basically that time when people were like, oh, you should try modeling your teeth, and a teeth Googling teeth model to, oh, wow, I can be, you know, it started, I think it was like a breakdown of all type of models, and one of them was plus size, and I was like, oh, wait, that's my size, I can fit there, I can fit that, you know, at that time, I think I was like an 18, 16. And you and submitted was, for something you saw yep, online. I submitted for something on Craigslist, a fashion show, didn't pay. I was like, you know what, let me just give it a try. Went to an audition, and I got the fashion show, and that pretty much started from there. And from there, I met Crystal Frazier. That was like one of her first shows. And that's how it all started, just networking, networking. And now this is what what has come of that. So do you feel your success as a model has come from having an agency molding you and leading you in the right direction? Or you think it's your hustle and drive that is responsible for your success? It's been totally my hustle, my hustle and my faith in God. That's the only thing that's, that's you know, gotten me this far. When everyone says, who's your agent? God is my agent. He's my manager and he's my PR. No one else has given me anything but him, and I'm not represented by anyone at this time. 
Oh, you're self-represented. Yes, I am, ma'am. Oh, well, that's, well, that's really good to point out because some girls just think that, you know, if they find an agent to sign them, then they just got it made, but that's not true. And I like to keep it realistic. I mean, I've tried agents. I've had agents in the past. I've had good agents. I've had bad agents. But no one has been able to shop me the way I've been able to shop me. And even when I have an agent, some of my best gigs are the ones that I've gotten by myself. And that's just being honest, not that I'm you know, queen hustler, and, and I'm sure that there's agents that can hustle way more than me, but I haven't found that perfect fit. Yet. And it's that's very important to yes. find someone that, that, that understands you exactly. and promotes you the way you need to be promoted. Exactly. And while, you, while you're looking for that special fit, it's important to hustle because, I mean, the more you wait, like, oh, I wish I could find someone, you know, you're wasting time, you're wasting opportunities that you can just go for yourself. Exactly. So, um there aren't that many top Latina plus models in the industry. Do you think the industry, especially the plus industry, needs to make a better effort to be more diverse? Um, I, 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 I don't know if I would blame it directly on the plus size industry. Um, but, yeah, I, I think we should be more represented in the, in the Hispanic market, even though we pretty much fit into the African, African-American market because I've been shopped both ways. So mm-hmm. um, minorities need to be represented in the plus-size community, period. Yeah. Um, that's how I feel. I, there's a lot of us out there that are great are, and are doing amazing things, but in the media they don't really showcase those plus-size models, and that really bothers me, and I hope it changes. Now, I noticed in your uh, intro I wrote you are considered like an urban model. Why are you considered urban? I don't I don't know if I'm considered urban. I, I don't want to have that title. I just want to be a – my title that I prefer would be a real-size model because mm-hmm. I, I think that I can be relatable to anyone. Um, urban, I think, because of the baby fat and, you know, oh, okay. you know, because of the, you know, curves and, you know, big hips. I can easily do, you know, video vixen thing, which I choose never to do. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that's – I can fit into both markets if, if I wanted to go that way, I guess. Mm-hmm. And and I can tell from what you said previously about God is your agent and some of the quotes and verses you put on your social network that you are a religious person. Yeah. How do you think um, that has affected your career? Are there things that you won't do or had to return down as a result of your beliefs? Yes, there's there's been a lot of situations and magazines have come up to me for, you know, to do shoots. And although I could control my shoot, I wouldn't be able, I mean, everything I do, I like to promote. I like to say, hey, I did this, I did that. I don't want to say, hey, I did this, and my pastor's looking at my site, and I'm like, I'm on page four, you have to pass three other naked chicks, but mine is not like that. You know, there's a lot of things that I have to be particular about. In addition to having a son and being a mother, it's pretty much different. I have to be really selective of the things that I would want my son to see in the future. You know, things come out at the end when you least expect it. So I'm very, very cautious about that. And with religion, it's it's different for me because my thing is 
If it's meant to be, it's going to be. So if it's meant to be mine, it's going to be mine. And I do a lot of caring and sharing. And I know a lot of other models are like, why do you do that? You're, you know, you're taking money out of your pocket. You just gave that gig to somebody else. If it's meant to be, it's going to be. It's just going to be. And I've sent things, caring and sharing. And I've sat there with girls that I've sent stuff with. And we've both gotten the job. So to me, it's like that was all God telling me, Christina, don't stress that you know, conniving, don't don't share anything, it's your gig kind of thing, because it happens. It's, I've been mm-hmm. casted for something that I've helped someone. We've both been casted for, so. And speaking of the, the caringness, sharing concept, with all of the success you've had in the industry so far, um, do you feel there needs to be more unity in the plus-size community? Do you feel that you are um, supported as much as you should be? No. Definitely think that there should be more unity. No, I don't feel supported at least 90% of the time. When I do get recognition within the plus-size community, I'm extremely excited. That It's more exciting to me than than booking a major gig because I'm like, wow, they remember me. You know, so, yes, I don't feel, I, I really feel like the newbie, and I know I put it always on my Facebook. I am definitely the underdog, but I'm just happy to be here, and I'm very grateful for the blessings that I've gotten. And like I said before, if it's meant to be, it'll be, and I'll just keep pushing and, and keep striving to do what I love to do. Now, besides being a model, you're also a mother of an autistic son, and as a result, turned into an autism activist. Now, first, tell us what autism is. Well, autism is a complex developmental disorder. It basically affects people's ability to communicate or interact with others, and it's a real complex, I mean completely complex, because we have no cause for it. We have every child is different. Everyone is diagnosed different at different times, so it's so hard to describe it in detail because every case is totally different. And I'm very involved with it. I'm, I'm actually a, spokes, a spokesmodel for Autism Speaks. Now tell us about some of the ways you bring awareness to the cause. I know you're raising money right now too. Yes, we have a walk on June 13th, which is at South Street Seaport in New York. It's very small. Um, even though every state has their own walk with Autism Speaks, I do fundraising. Um, I've done fashion shows and hosted four fundraising activities for Autism Speaks. I've done different events. Um, Last Saturday I was with Holly Robinson-Pete at Toys R Us, and we had an event there. Holly Robinson-Pete also is on on the board for Autism Speaks, the California chapter, but she does events in New York, so... Um, I also help with that. So any anywhere where I can raise awareness, tweet, Facebook, you know, MySpace, anything I can do, I'm there to help, as well as me and my son do a lot of newscast um, reports when they want to do anything on families of autism. He has a lot of videos on YouTube. You guys can check it out, and he, he's very excited about those things and likes to share with everyone too. <laughs> and so when your, first, when your son was first diagnosed, they said what he would never be able to speak or what was his yeah. diagnosis? They said he had the like a severe a severe version of autism, and he would never speak. He would never, you know, interact with me. Basically, what she said in in her exact words: "You guys are young. His father and I. You guys are young. Maybe you should put him in a home because he's going to be a lot of work to take care of him. It's a twenty four hour gig, and you guys have all your life ahead of you guys. Maybe you should do that. And since then, you know, pretty much." It's been totally different than that, hmm. than that result, and I'm excited for that. 
I never gave up. And so was it like a, a special school? Or like if somebody's listening that has a child with autism, what mm-hmm. are some tips that you can give them? I would say when when he got diagnosed, it was like in the 90s, so it was really hard. I just started using the computer at that time. I didn't have much direction but a doctor's opinion of what was his worst result, and she was reading it off of, of a brochure. Now parents have so much resource. Um, Autism Speaks is a great site. It has different community events and, you know, parent uh, advocacy groups where you guys can meet and we can talk to you about our, you know, about what we've gone through. Um, But every board of education in every uh, city has a special needs department, and they'll be able to give you and guide you into the best programs. Programs are for free. my son's school costs about $40,000. I don't have that a year. So they right, actually pay for that. And and the Board of Ed has funds for that. So, I mean, I, mean, I know that a lot of parents are, like, forced to put them in public school. and mm-hmm. But private schools that specialize in autism are the best way, the best schools to put your, your son or daughter. And they are funded by the But board private of schools that specialize in autism are probably in the, in the big cities like New York, right? Because I well, had never heard of that before. Yeah, no, they actually, ha- I have a list and parents can contact me. I'm very, you know, responsive on Facebook. It takes me a while sometimes. I have to go through all those promotion stuff on Facebook. But, you know, send me an email. Send me your email. I have a list of schools in all cities. Um, majors and little small ones where they have programs, um, different autism um, specialized private schools that are funded by the Board of Ed. So just send me an email and I'll send you over the list. Hmm. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Now, out of, um, well, you also, we didn't mention this in your intro, but you also have started acting. And you are in a film that's getting good reviews in a film festival? Yes, yes, yes. It's called Memoirs of a Black Latina, and it was like it was a real big hit. I, unfortunately, I couldn't go there, but at the Texas um, Black Film Festival. And um, I hear that it's coming to New York, but they don't want to tell me which film festival got um, picked it up here in New York. So I'm hoping it's one of the big ones, but I'm, again, grateful that my first film got that far into a film festival. It was it was a great experience. And so are you going to be getting more into television and film now besides modeling? I, I'm trying to. I have, I have actually two commercials that are out right now. And oh, these do? are things that are just like I went for the casting and I got them. I don't have any acting skills. I'm working on that. So, But it's just been natural because the parts are relatable to me. Like I can totally relate to both commercials and I can totally relate to the the part that I played um what well, two commercials are you in right now? I'm in Payomatic, which is, I don't know if they have that everywhere in California, but they have it here in New York. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a where you cash checks, like a Western Union kind of thing. Okay. And I'm also on this soap commercial for Tide Soap Commercial. So, hmm. so we cool. have to look out for that. Yes, you do. Some of them are on my YouTube page. That's where I kind of put everything. Okay. And so out of all of your accomplishments, what are you most proud of? Um, career-wise or just period? Career. Or, okay. I mean, whatever. What What are you most proud of? Of my son speaking. Um, me having no educational background and for me to go from, you know, not speaking at all to at six actually finding a breakthrough and getting him to speak, and now he speaks both Spanish, English. He was teaching me and my friend Russian the other day, no sign language because his school – 
kind of gave up, like, he's not going to speak, let's teach him sign language. And I was like, I'm not going to learn that because he's going to speak. Right. So that's my greatest accomplishment because I just didn't give up, and, you know, he's come so far. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and do you have anything else coming up that we should be on the lookout for? Well, the June issue of Essence Magazine has a couple of very, very fly plus-size models, may I add, that are going to be in that issue, and I'm going to be one of them. And there's going to be a couple, which I'm excited. They just didn't go with, you know how they usually do, four straight-size mm-hmm. model and one plus-size? No, there's like three or four of us. So pretty excited about that, and that's in June, issue of, of Essence. And um, what else is going on? Oh, uh TyraBanks.com is featuring me by the week ending April 29th. I'm their fiercely real model figure for right. the May issue, so that should be fun. It's a three-part story about me. And, and oh, that's nice. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, continue success with everything you have going on. Tell us your official website and social network so everybody knows how to keep up with what you're doing. Gotcha. My official website is www.christinamendez.com, and that's C-H, my name. Um, and the face from my major, from the original website, you'll be able to click on Contacts, and from there you get my MySpace, my Facebook, my YouTube channel, my Twitter, and I'm very active in all of them. <laughs> yes. I'm a social and, network junkie. And I kid you not, someone called me the other day that's in the industry that's trying to get a start, and she called me, and she was like, do you know this Christina girl? She's a model, and it looks like she's doing a whole bunch of stuff, and she's always putting stuff on her page. Do you know who she is? And I was like, yeah, I don't know her personally, but I know who she is, and she's hustling. So people are taking notice because, I mean, that's a true story just the other day because, like, you posted your your Chase um picture or your chase uh-huh. uh, commercial ad and people uh-huh. are like wow she's doing a lot of stuff and then especially to be self-represented I thought you had an agency so everyone that's everyone does the same everyone does but yeah that is awesome so just keep up the good work thank you so much thank you for having me and thank you for being on the show and thank you guys for supporting me. Please donate and support. Oh, and vote for me on <laughs> on the Full Figure Fashion Week. If I win, that would be like woof. I what what ready. category are you in? I'm on um plus print model of the year, and the competition is tough. I mean, so tough that I would honestly wouldn't even vote for myself. But just you don't say I'm that. Saying, I'm just saying the truth. I was like, uh, I was looking at my name. I was like, God, would it be unfair? No, let me just vote. So just. It's it's the year of the underdogs. That's all I say. And and also before you go, I don't know if we said how to um, join you in the autism walk or how to give money to that. Yeah, you can go uh, to my Facebook page. I have the links up to um, to donate, or you can take this information down, which is our our walk uh, website, which is www.walknowforautism.org backslash NYC backslash Team Mendez. Um, and you can watch a little video that CBS did on, on my son Damien, and you guys can see the story, you know, by someone else, not me. And that's on your YouTube page. That's No, that's actually on that Walk Now for Autism. Oh, okay. So okay. You guys can go there, but I know the link is kind of long, so you guys can definitely go to my Facebook page, and it's on 
um, the wall regarding donations and to join us. It's free and it's a very short walk. It's about three miles, but well, that's not that short. Yeah, no, it's really short. Compared <laughs> <laughs> to like the cancer walk and in New York, this is like super short. So it's it's just about support. Oh yes, it is. It is. <laughs> And uh, congratulations on all of your success, and thanks, thanks for being so on the show. And you'll have to come back on when you I got more will. stuff to tell us about. Thank you so much, and thank you guys for your support. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, all right. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And, again, that's Christina Mendez. Check out her website at www.christinamendez.com. And last but definitely not least is Peggy Howe. Peggy Howe is the Public Relations Director of NAFA and partner in ChunkyBusiness.com and shares her home in Las Vegas with her sister, Darlene. Both sisters volunteer their time to NAFA and several groups in the size acceptance community. Peggy has served as Public Relations Director for NAFA for more than five years and has worked diligently to raise awareness of the organization and its causes. Let's welcome Peggy to the show. Hi, Peggy. Are you there? Hi, Shanice. I am. Thank you very much for inviting me to join you. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. We have so much to talk about. It's a lot going on. There so, is, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. So you are the Public Relations Director of NAFA. And for those of um, that are listening that are not familiar with the organization, NAFA stands for the National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance. And the organization is viewed by some as very radical and militant. So tell us about the organization and clear up some of the misconceptions. <laughs> well, I didn't really realize we were that radical and militant, but <laughs> NAFA is a civil rights organization, and our goal is to end discrimination against people of size and improve the lives of uh, people of all sizes. So um, not just main... plus size, all sizes. Of all sizes. Okay. Um, you know, ev everyone should have a lead, be able to lead a better life, in our opinion. Mm -hmm. um, so although our focus is on to, trying to end the discrimination against fat people, um, you know, we're, our goal is for a, a world that is uh, filled with peace and one love. <laughs> okay, so that doesn't sound militant at all. <laughs> well, our our main focus uh, is on the political aspects of ending the discrimination. So we do work to um, try and incorporate legislation uh, that in place that would prevent people from being discriminated against based on their size. Mm -hmm. uh, and that would include employment and housing and public accommodations. Uh, part of that would be, part of that falling under public accommodations would be health care, which is a very serious issue for uh, lots of people of size these days who are mm -hmm. considered uninsurable. So we're really trying to make life better for everyone, but we realize that um, Part of being a fat person is finding clothes that work well for you as well. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think that this is uh, probably one of the main things that your listeners would like to hear about right now. And right. That well, is, well, before we get into the, the scholarship, okay. do you think there is a place 
for the mainstream plus modeling and fashion industry within the organization, or do you feel like these industries don't represent the main demographics for your organization? Well, I believe that uh, the people that are in our organization that we're trying to uh, help focus on uh, would be people on the higher end of the scale as far as fashion design is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, I, most people who, can, uh, who are able to walk into a store and buy clothing off the rack would be up to maybe a size uh, 24 in some stores or right. maybe a 26 or 28 in some. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're trying to encourage designers to also uh, go beyond that limit and not just stop at a 26 or 28, um, but to design for people who are even larger and yet are active and have jobs and, and attend social events and, and like fashionable clothing. So in hopes of encouraging fashion design students to focus their efforts on designing clothes for um, plus size, um, NAFA is now offering a new plus size fashion design scholarship. So tell us a little more about this. Well, we're trying to encourage uh, fashion design students to specialize in designing fashions for the plus size body. Um, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, fashion, and I love to watch fashion shows, and I love to watch the um, all the stuff on Lifetime and and the other Bravo networks that mm-hmm. are around fashion and fashion designs, and and it's really interesting to see those people freak out when somebody comes in who has a body that is not just straight up and down. Right. And those they don't know how to mo- how to design for anything but a straight-up-and-down boy figure. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know that people, especially women, people that are plus size, we have curves and we have right. a shape. Right. And, and it's better for our shape to be accentuated and, so that we don't look just like a big old blob. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> to be kind of rude-sounding, but, you know, <laughs> if you just put a tent on somebody, you have no idea what kind of body is underneath that. Um, I love on uh, What Not to Wear that Stacy and Clinton are always so positive when they have plus-size people on there, mm-hmm. and they tell them to love their body, and they teach them the kinds of clothing that, um, that flatter their particular body shape. And um, as we get larger, our body definitely takes on um, different shapes. It, it, it accentuates different things. You know, there are apple-shaped women and pear-shaped women and mm-hmm. hourglass women, and it's harder for a designer to work for us and right. to really design lovely fashions for us because our bodies are varied. So, you know, we want to, inc- we want to encourage designers to now this, look at this that. Now, this scholarship, though, is not for plus-size designers that are already established and up and running. This is for people in school, right? Exactly. These are are people. One of the requirements is that you have to be enrolled in a fashion design school. And so how do you apply for this scholarship? Okay, in order to go on uh, to apply, to read all of the details and to apply for the scholarship, uh, people should go to www.nafa.org. 
org, O-R-G. And once there, click on the 2010 convention link, and that will then take you to the page about our convention this year. Uh, at the convention, we'll be having a fashion show, and we want the designers' uh, fashions to be featured in our show. On that page, convention page, you'll see fashion scholarship link. And now, when you go ahead, I'm sorry. When they click on that link, they'll be able to get all the details of how they what they have to how they have to qualify, as well as um, the details about the entire event and the requirements, and they can then register right online and you apply know, for the scholarship. Is there a um, requirement of the size range that they have to um, be able to fit? For instance, if they are designing for the regular range of plus size, the 14 to 24, not the regular, but the, the average plus size clothing line does those sizes, Right. Um, would they be disqualified? Are you looking for somebody to expand it a little, little more? No, they would not be disqualified, but we encourage people to, um, you know, try to, to go a little larger than that if they can, too. Okay. And so is this scholarship going to be an ongoing thing every year? You know, this year uh, we are giving away two scholarships. One is oh. focused on fashion, and one is focused on people who are – um, studying in the field of health at every size. Um, we are going to try to continue these um, scholarships every year, but, you know, it has to do with funds, too. <laughs> right, right. Now, this award will be presented at the National Convention coming up in August. Tell us a little bit about the convention coming up. Certainly. Um, our annual convention is our um, annual fundraiser for the organization, uh, we will be in at the um, Airport Weston in San Francisco, San Francisco Airport Weston this year. We alternate our convention uh, on coasts um, each year. So we go from the East Coast one year and the West Coast the next. This year we're San Francisco. Next year we'll be in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, the event will be um, – we'll have workshops. We'll have – um, meals together, uh, the fashion show, uh, awards, um, a vendor fair. We'll have um, dinner dance, swim parties. I mean, it's really a fun time. Um, it's intended to be an educational experience as well as a social experience for people of all sizes of large and, and the people that support them as well. I mean, you don't have to be a fat person to attend our uh, or our convention, you just have to be accepting. Okay, and what about the designer? Do you have to be a plus size person to get the scholarship? No, the there designer? are many. No, there are many designers who design plus size clothing that are not plus size themselves. Right, right. And so you recently appeared on Doctor Phil's Fat Debate, which will air tomorrow. The first episode airs tomorrow, right? Yes, and the second episode on Wednesday. Yes. So uh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago I flew to LA and was and the shows were recorded. So um they will be airing this week. So can you give us a a sneak peek about some of the things that was uh discussed? Was it a from what I saw in the description, it keeps saying it was heated and lively. Those are key words it kept saying. 
They did keep saying that, didn't they? <laughs> I can tell you, although I am not supposed to discuss the content of the show, oh, okay, I can okay. tell you that it was more like a Jerry Springer show to me. Really? It, but I haven't watched Dr. Phil in a few years. I didn't tell him that when they invited me on. But Of course once, not. <laughs> <laughs> once he started uh, being so fat phobic and hateful toward fat people and introduced his own diet line, I stopped watching his show. Mm. Um, I am now hearing from others that his debates are often not what what one would really consider a debate. To me, well, you know, uh, several weeks ago they did a nightline debate right. in New York City. Right. And it was well-ordered and, you know, people had a chance to speak without being interrupted or shouting over the top of one another. And I anticipated, because they said that that's what motivated their show, I anticipated it would be similar. Right. Um, not knowing that his debates are not in de- not debates at all, from what now I'm hearing from other people. So would They're you say people... you weren't pleased at the outcome? Um, there were parts of it that I was pleased with and parts of it I was not pleased with. But I guess you have to see how they edit it to really form your opinion. That's the key. I won't know until I see it tomorrow myself right. with the rest of you what they did in the editing process. So they could have um, done anything they wanted with it and they could have deleted portions. They could have added stuff that didn't happen when we were there. Um, you know, they could rearrange the order in which things happen. I, you just don't know. There's a lot yeah. can happen in television editing. Well, we're definitely going to tune in because besides you, um, a contributor for this show, Erica Watson, was on there as well. So a lot of people we're familiar with are going to be on there tomorrow. So we will definitely tune in. And besides being a PR director, you also have your own business called ChunkyBusiness.com. So tell us more about that. Sure. Um, My business is an online art gallery and gift shop directed to the plus-size community. All of our um, art, which is not just uh, pictures and photographs, but also statues and um, other functional things like candle holders and um, various items like that, all are supportive of, of fat people. They're all whimsical and fun and upbeat and uplifting, and they make you feel good about yourself and the world in general, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah. cute, fun things. Thank you. Thank you. That's our goal is to have positive things. And, and you know, we. I figure if I see beauty in fat art, then that just allows me to feel more uh, accepting of the fact that other people can see beauty in me as a fat person too. And that website um, is spelled Chunk E, C-H-U-N-K-E business.com and um, tell us the official website for NAFA and um, the social network is NAFA on any social networking as well you know we're just getting ready within the next two months to uh, open a a whole discussion board of our own Mm -hmm. and um, so you'll have to go to the website you know within the next two months keep your eyes open for that but we'll make an announcement of it when we do the website is NAFA Dot org. That's www.naafa.org. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, and I'm excited to see you on television tomorrow. 
<laughs> Thank you, Shanice, for inviting me, and it's a pleasure to talk with you again. I hope we see you this summer in, in uh, San Francisco. Yes, I'm going to try. You know, it's a recession, though, so I can't get everywhere. <laughs> I I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> well, much success on everything, and keep up the good work. Thank you, Shanice. You too. Okay. Have a great evening. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And thank you to all of our fabulous guests this evening. Tune in next week and we'll have more plus industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you but to keep you connected. If you're interested in advertising on our show, being a guest, or have questions, go to our official website at www.plusmodelradio.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join our fan page on Facebook dot com slash plus model radio i've been your host this evening shanice lewis thank you for tuning in and supporting our show until next time keep thriving in your curves and be blessed You can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.